The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger around the OAA. Um, one of the hosts, Taramina's host of Last Week Brain Cells and Oriented Television. I'd like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and also watching on YouTube. We got a great show to talk about this week. We got a lot in store here. Obviously, last week we got our, our classic talking to football coaches, how their um, programs are doing. So this week we got Farmington football coach um, Jason Albright this week. Um, coach, welcome to the pod. You're back again um, for another good year of football. Hey, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Um, when you look at you guys last year, um, obviously you guys started off 0-5, um, and then you finished the year at 4-0. Um, talk about how last season went for you guys, you know what I mean? And, of course, winning the four games really is um, going to translate, hopefully, into this season. So, you know, last year, you know, I, I got hired in kind of late, uh, so I didn't really get, like, a full off season with the kids and kind of putting the staff together – um, you know, we were still in the midst of some COVID stuff here and there, or whatever, as far as being in the building and how many kids could be in the weight room for certain times and stuff like that. Um, but I, you know, looking, you know, reflecting back after last season, like we go into a game week one versus our rivals, which, you know, it's, you know, very emotional game for both sides. And, you know, I look at, uh, the, the team we had going into it, we probably, we had a lot of, a lot of kids returning, and, uh, you know, it was a great indicator of, you know, how much of this is like a team game where we had kids who had never had a varsity snap. We had a, a two-way starter who had never played football since like eighth grade. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was a, a learning experience as far as, you know, I try to teach them, you know, we try to do like a, a did you know, like as far as rules and stuff like that uh, in a game and scenarios and, you know, just getting them um, climatized to, the speed of the game. Cause we had some kids that had played freshman um, and JV kid and we had seven sophomores. So, you know, I, I look at last year where, you know, we kind of went through the first five games and we were still trying to find and identify who we really were. And uh, once we got, um, you know, I think it was our, our game versus Royal Oak where we, as a staff, we're like, we, we condensed a lot of stuff down and just kind of repped it, repped it, repped it. And, you know, kind of saw, saw we, you saw this success start to happen for us. And then, you know, going into this offseason, we kind of had that mentality of like everybody's got to buy in and everyone's got to, you know, do their part. Talk about how important, you know what I mean, that, um, you know, keeping the keeping it rolling. Obviously, you know, you started off um, that 0-5. I mean, the 0-5, I know – you know, you know, you knew, and I, I learned this from the Detroit Pistons. Remember the 2004 Detroit Pistons um, NBA championship team? Or remember Joe Dumars said um, there has to be a transition period and it has to happen during the season. I really yeah. felt like that happened to you guys. You know what I mean? That that transition period had to happen during the year, you know? Yeah, and that, you know, I've, I've been around Farmington football a long time where, you know, the teams that have had success are the ones that have, you know, the kids are all playing together and playing for each other. And, uh, you know, I think learning a new system, it's a balancing act of like knowing what to do, where to do it. And, uh, you know, and then I think we kind of just kind of everything started to click at that point for us. T and, uh, 
Go ahead. Talk about your relationship with Coach John Bechtel. Obviously, of course, um, you know, you have the um, of course, you have the um, that that close bond with Coach Bechtel. Um, talk about that relationship a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I played for Coach Bechtel's first year uh, as head coach of Farmington was my freshman year. So you know, kind of went through the ranks with him, and you know came back after uh college and uh you know i kind of reached out i was like hey you know i, I think i want to coach and depending on what i do as a job like i'd like to do it and i was just gonna be a substitute teacher that year so um he, he didn't even interview me he's like you're hired and uh you know being able to coach at the lower levels for him um just trying to get them ready to play for him at the at the varsity level like i, I kind of learned how to do that and what, what things needed that be hammered home as a, as a lower level coach. And then he brought me up to the varsity staff. And, you know, I, we, I joke because uh, there's four guys that have coached like four guys, like besides my, well, three and then myself that have uh, had coached for um, uh, John and uh, that were younger when they first started and kind of worked their way through. And now, you know, four of us are head coaches ourselves and a lot of what, you know, he taught us as far as, you know, building a program organization, you know, structure with everything. Like, um, I think I still, I still use the same layout that he used for like all of our calendar dates, because that's just, that's, that's what I know. And it works. And it's, you know, it's something that, um, I'm grateful that I, I was able to play for him and coach for him. And, you know, I think, you know, I wouldn't be who I am without some of those lessons that I've learned through, you know, his tutelage. Um, talk about the team this year. Obviously, you do return a very good quarterback and um, Dom Pechtel. I mean, Dominic Peschel. Um, Pacey. Pacey. I apologize. Um, no, that's all right. <laughs> um, but when you look at you guys this year, I mean, like, um, obviously Pesci Pe- is going to be the key for you guys this year. Um, talk about how he's been doing this off season. You know, uh, Pacey's been uh, working his tail off for us. You know, I, I, you know, made a point to. He was a captain as a junior last year, and that strictly was voted by, you know, players and coaches. And he was one of the top, you know, vote getters where, um, you know, I think it's important that whether he's a captain or not, a quarterback's got to lead because he's got to command the huddle and, you know, make sure he knows what basically what everybody's supposed to be doing to a, to an extent. And uh, I kind of had him, you know, he's one of those guys that I'm like, Hey, we got to get more guys going in the weight room. Now we're starting, let's get them tested. And, you know, he's, he's done a real, really good job of, you know, working not just with us in the weight room, but he's, you know, been doing quarterback training. He's been doing uh, speed training and, and whatnot and uh, really dedicating himself to being, you know, the best player he can be for his teammates and, and for himself. And, you know, he's got goals to play uh, football at the next level. And, you know, he's – and I think he was just at uh, – he was just before, before the dead week. I know he was at a couple camps. I think he hit one up over dead week and – um, uh, or he's got one coming up here, but he's, you know, really working to try to put himself in the, the best position to be successful. And, you know, I, I, I see no reason why he wouldn't, he's got, he's like a three, nine GPA kid and, uh, works hard has a lot of talent and, uh, has great leadership and, you know, I'm proud to have him on our team. He did lose a big piece in, um, Jacob Sanders. I mean, like you did lose your running back from a year ago. Um, how's that impact going to be for you guys this season? You know, I, Jacob, Jay, we lost a handful of seniors that, you know, did a lot for us. We had Jacob and uh, we had Jalen Silver. We had Evan Martin. Uh, we had Alex Roberson on the line and a linebacker. So, you know, it's always, 
you know, you look back like, man, I wish I could have had like one of those guys back this year and whatever the case may be. But, you know, our running backs, I think, you know, we we've got three right now that I think are going to be really good for us, whether they're at the tailback position or even playing a slot. Um, and we've got, um, you know, Cam Petaway had a lot of reps. Keyshawn Wilson had a lot of reps um, last year and Keyshawn was actually four by one uh, on the four by one state team. I think they came. Uh, they were, they came in, I think top two or three here. And then, uh, they actually went to nationals. So, you know, he's been working and, and, uh, you know, Petaway is a very, really talented kid who started for us on defense. And, uh, he's a kid that, you know, we're, we're excited to see, you know, with the ball in his hand this year. And, um, it, you know, it's, you never want to say you want to replace kids, but you know, it's, it's great to see that, that those kids that are younger, take that step forward because Cam, Cam's only going to be a junior Keyshawn, you know, he was a kid who kind of got backup reps. And then, you know, when Jacob got injured, he got thrown into the fire and uh, you know, it's, it's great to see that growth in a player. Talk about, of course, last the obviously, you know, um, many of the kids play being on track and field, um, being multi-sport athletes. Talk about how important the multi-sport um, a- aspect of it is, you know, especially coming into football season. You know, I, that's the biggest component I've said, like, you know, with a, I, I came in last year and I think there were only a, a handful of kids that were, you know, football players or, and basketball players. And I know in the COVID year we didn't have wrestling, but, um, you know, I've, I've pushed our kids to be multi-sport athletes in the winter and in the, in the spring where we've got, we've got a bunch of baseball kids, um, you know, and, and I've actually gone out and tried to like, get kids from those programs. We've got a, a baseball kid who, you know, probably one of the stronger kids in our, uh, in our, uh, in our building, like hadn't played football since middle school and he's coming out. I've got a, a couple basketball kids that, you know, six, three, six, five coming out. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, like I want our kids to be a part of the, the Falcon community, not just on Friday nights, but I want them to be out there with their friends and, you know, that's what the the, uh, the great thing about high school sports is like you're going to battle with, you know, kids you live next door with or you grew up with. You've known since elementary or middle school. Um, and it's it's different than when you go to college where you kind of you're going in and, you know, everybody's all this, all state, whatever. Um, in high school, you can be a, a five, five, 130 pound nose guard and be a stud for a team. And uh, I think it's important that kids. You know, I, I actually had a conversation with a mom the other day about, you know, pay to play. I'm like, for the money, you might as well play two, three, four sports because you got to pay. You got pay to play for one. You might as well play as many as you can and get your money's worth. Um, so that's another another aspect I always joke about. Um, talk about, of course, impact players. Of course, I mean, like players that we need to know about heading into the year. Obviously about pet. Obviously, you know, we know about the star players. But talk about some players that um we got to start to get to know heading into the season. All right. Um, so we have um, Gavin Miller is going to be a senior. He's a, a kid who started for us as a sophomore and junior. Um, you know, he's he's really dedicated himself. He's been at, you know, I don't know how many camps now and, and has, has multiple offers, but he's, you know, a 6'5", uh, 295 lineman who's, you know, as a sophomore, he was about 240 playing center for us. And he's he's really grown and put in the work to uh, improve himself physically you know, and he's, he's been, you know, only going up and up in the class and not that he had bad grades, but he's, I think he four pointed this semester in the, uh, this last semester. And, uh, 
has like a three, six or something like that right now. So he's a, a kid who I have, you know, he's the leader on our line. Um, we also have uh, on the line, we have Steven Crager coming back. Um, he's, he played center for us last year and he's a kid who, you know, we weren't sure where we were going to have him, And he, he really grew as far as, you know, as a center um, and maybe moved around this year at times as well. Um, you know, I said, Cam, Cam Petaway, mm-hmm. Keyshawn Wilson already. Uh, Owen Madison is a kid who um, starred for us at free safety last year. And he, he's a kid who is going to get probably more of an expanded role in the offense this year as well. He, he had, some some sets where he was in but he's you know he's a selfless player he's a great communicator um another multi-sport athlete kid and i'm excited to see him play again this year and and kind of you know be the the guy in the back end of the of the defense being able to make sure guys are, are lined up and ready to go and um uh my strong safety returning we have aaron mccray uh he'll be a senior he's a kid who's you know he he started i think after week four or started week four um and he's a kid who's he plays downhill fills the alley you know he he likes to hit and uh he's another kid who's really put in work um in the offseason with us that you know you can see it when he's when he's moving and and just how his his uh body's transformed um mike um mikey woods is a kid who we yeah, had that that actually moved back started for us as a uh, a freshman and i think mom uh, mom got a job back in the district and they moved back out here. So mom didn't have to travel. And he's a kid who he's a kid who's, you know, started for us as a freshman was probably one of our better DBs back then. And he's grown into his body a little bit and, and has done really well at camps and, and putting himself, he, he was in track this year as well. Um, Cam Humes was another corner that started for us last year. Um, he was a kid who, you know, we relied big time on and, you know, he's, he's got, he's got talent that, you know, as far as just taking the coaching that, you know, our, our DBs coaches given him and he puts it in the, in the action, which is something you're looking for always. Um, we have Sammy Ramsey as a kid who's going to be a, a force for us on defense as well. Um, Cooper Williams returns who started for us last year at linebacker as well. Um, Josh Walker is a kid who started for us most of the year. Uh, he'll be a senior. And then uh, we have a kid named Trenton Darden who um, will be a, a kid that I'm still trying to determine where we're going to have him on defense, but, you know, balancing out where he, where he fits in. Cause he's only going to be a sophomore, but he's one of the stronger sophomores I've or will be sophomores that I've seen in a long time. Um, so, I mean, we've got, we've got a lot of kids coming back and we've got some new kids that, you know, we're trying to get up to speed as far as terminology goes. But, um, you know, I think I, I keep telling coaches, I'm like, I'm excited because we've got we've got a lot of kids that, you know, you have kids on some teams that are, you know, just doing it to wear the jersey or to say I'm on the football team or, you know, be on the sideline Friday nights. But we have a lot of kids who are dedicated and want to want to play at the next level and, and look at this sport as a, a way, of, uh, you know, it's, it's a passion of theirs. It's not just a hobby. Talk to, well, that's a lot of proven experience coming back, obviously. And mm-hmm. you got to have a very good youth football team as well, youth programs down there. Um, how's the youth programs doing over there at Farmington for you guys? Well, we had, I know I grew up playing Farmington Rockets, and mm-hmm. we, um, I know in the last couple of years they folded. Um, mm-hmm. But we've gotten, you know, I think we've gotten kids from pop, like a couple of middle school teams that 
you know, they're getting decent coaching there. And, you know, um, you know, we, we try to, you know, help those coaches out with, with drills and everything like that. You know, there's um, the NFWB uh, Vikings, I think. And, you know, every now and then we get, we've got a couple kids from them this year. Um, so, I mean, really at the end of the day, it's, we have kids who are not just, you know, playing you know, travel or whatever they're playing middle school ball, but they're a lot of times they're, they're multi-sport athletes as well, which, you know, as long as they're coachable, like I think that is something that, you know, you don't get if you're not playing any other sports. Um, like we've got lacrosse and baseball kids that they come in and, you know, they take coaching and, you know, they're not, you know, they're not uh, just having it go in one ear and out the other. Talk about your um, schedule, of course. Obviously, I do want to bring up your arch rival, Nord Farmington. Um, of course, I know you, I mean, I remember back when we played, of course, you and me are both 2006 graduates. Um, obviously, we had, we had to deal with Harrison, but now you have Nord Farmington. So talk about how that rivalry, you know, has impacted, you know, with, in, your, in your eyes, the um, rivalry at North Farmington. And, of course, the Farmington Cup, which is a very important trophy in the city of Farmington. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, so when I grew up, <laughs> uh, we – Farmington was in the Western Lakes division mm-hmm. back yep. with, with, with Livonia and the and Plymouth schools Cantons, and all that. Yep. yep. And John Glenn and yep. Wald Lake schools. And so we, we never, I think we played Harrison maybe my freshman year. Um, and then we never really played him again. And then it, when I came back to coaching um, after college, it was, you know, we played Harrison and, you know, we, we had beat him, I think, Oh eight, Oh nine. And uh, that was special because, uh, you know, Harrison was a very prestigious, you know, football school. And, you know, to be able to beat them back to back like that was, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been so, you know, I've never lost my voice so much, but, um, you know, going into, you know, coaching against Harrison or coaching against North, I mean, it's, it's rivalry. I mean, it's cross town, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, I went to school growing up with a lot of kids who, you know, I went to middle school where most kids went to, Harrison or North and you know the handful of us went to Farmington based on where we lived and you know so it was always a rivalry game because you grew up with them and you know regardless of the the school rivalry or whoever because I've been a part of a bunch of them where it's about learning to control those emotions and you know harness what you're supposed to be doing and and executing Um, you know and they're a really really well coached staff obviously Um, and they uh, they 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 really run their schemes like top notch. And I don't, there's no other way to put it. Like they execute. And uh, I think it's, <clears throat> I looked at last year, I'm like, you know, it's, it could be a good thing or a bad thing playing them week one, because um, you know, it's week one and every, you know, kids make mistakes and everything like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it was, we, we look at this year with, with week four, at least our kids will have their, you know, the kids who may not have been a varsity player can get their feet wet a little bit. And, uh, and then going to a game and not have all the, the hype. And I think last year they, <laughs> you had to get tickets like beforehand, like you had to buy them at North and then, you know, you couldn't get them at the door. So, you know, there's a whole lot of extracurricular stuff that went on with it that, you know, as a coach, I, I don't really pay attention to, but I know um, you can tell the kids as much as you want. Don't, you know, stay off social media and don't worry about the hype, like focus on your, on your job and our goals and, everything like that. But um, I'm excited, you know, to start a new year and, you know, obviously North is, is uh, in, you know, the division this year mm-hmm. for us in the blue. So it's, 
it means that much more because, you know, in order to be at the top, you got to beat, we got to beat them uh, amongst, you know, Troy and Athens and, and Seaholm. Talk about your division. Obviously the blue, I mean, like now you, you have North, you have Troy, you have Troy, Athens and Seaholm. Um, talk about your, um, your thoughts on those teams. I mean, we always uh, obviously talk North, obviously, but talk about Troy, talk about Troy, Athens and talk about Seaholm, those three teams in particular. Sure. Um, you know, Troy Athens, I know they've got a new coach coming in. So yep, I'll Tom be Cook. waiting to see what their scheme is. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that's, they've got a lot of kids coming back. I know they had, you know, some get, they had some kids graduate, but they still had a lot of solid players and uh, some that gave us problems. And we, you know, that game we played with them was, you know, down to the wire last year. So it should be, I think a good one this year as well. Um, you know, Troy's got, the receiver coming back. Darius Whiteside, yep. Whiteside, yeah. And uh, I think they've got a young corner that's got uh, a lot of talent coming back too. He'll, I think he's only going to be a sophomore. So, I mean, they've got, um, and they've got the, uh, is it book? It's, it's one of the, he was a slot or a tailback last year. They were brothers. Yeah, um, the Black brothers. Yeah, the Black, black brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, that I mean, they've got kids, um, you know, and, and they, uh, they, both those schools are huge and they, they get kids that, you know, come out. And um, I think those two are, you know, really well coached as well. And obviously we'll see, you know, like I said, I have to see what Troy's doing schematically uh, or I'm sorry, Athens, but, you know, see home coach the wall, like they, they run the, uh, the veer and uh, the flex bone stuff. And, you know, that is something that I, I remember them going to, I think they were in the semis. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. They were in know, state semis. Yep. Yep. It's, it's something that, you know, it's, I've gone, I've coached against teams in the past that, you know, run the option. I mean, when you're good at it, like it's tough to defend and they're really well coached. And I think they've, they've really mastered what their scheme is and know how to fix, you know, if something bad, if something happens, they can correct it. And uh, so, I mean, I, I looked at our division as, you know, I, we got solid teams through and through and there's really no, no letdown. I mean, we play, um, I think we play, North is week four. Yep, I think that's we at your place. Yep, at home for you guys. Three and three and five are are at Athens and at Troy, and then and then we play Seaholm at eight week eight. So uh, at our place. So I mean that's they're kind of spread out. So we have some non divisional guys in there, but um, you know it's 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 exciting to have that opportunity to compete against coaches and players like that. And you know I don't know if you get that that same type even in you know. We're in the blue, like I mean, you look at the the all four divisions, like they're they're pretty well matched up, I think. Um, talk about your non conference. Obviously, you open up week one against Ypsilanti Lincoln. Um, you close out the year week um, nine against Utica, and then of course you got Ferndale and Pontiac in between. So talk about your non conference a little bit here. Yeah, so I was we were kind of waiting to see what the the conference was going to do as far as divisions. And there was been, there were rumors about the, the four divisions and um, you know, it, it's no matter what size school you're at, it's tough to find games, you know, and without having to travel for, you know, two hours mm-hmm. um, I've been on three hour bus trips and I, I was looking for something that was under an hour. You know, I wanted teams that were, you know, at our size or even bigger and uh, were able to be good games. Like I, I don't want, I really don't want to play games that are just going to be, you know, a, a non-challenge. Um, Cause I've been in those like way back in the day where it's like, well, this is the only thing open. Okay. 
Um, but Ipsy Lincoln's kind of in a similar boat to us where they had some young kids up. Um, they return a lot. They have, they have a six, I think six, four, six, five quarterback. Um, they've got running backs and a couple DBs back as well. They've got some linemen back. So, I mean, I, I looked at it as they're going to, they're a division two team. You know, it's something new than rather than playing a, you know, the same schools in Oakland County or, you know, wherever um, nearby. And so, um, I, when we got that signed, I was excited, you know, our JVs will get to go out there this year and they've got great turf. So that'll be kind of exciting for them. Um, and then we go out there the following year. Um, and then we play week two, we've actually got Royal Oak as a oh, non-conference, but, uh, or a non-division, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was, you know, trying to find games and I, you know, I looked at where, you know, Royal Oak had an opening, you know, reached out to them and then, uh, we signed it and then they ended up hiring uh, a kid I used to coach with uh, Truitt. Way, yeah, yep. way back. So um, that's exciting, uh, you know, be able to coach against him and, you know, see what, what he can, he does at, at, at Royal Oak. Um, you know, Ferndale Pontiac are kind of, are the crossovers. Um, you know, I think we have Ferndale, you know, I, I don't know if I've seen a team with bigger kids, you know, through and through on their JVs too last year. I mean, they, they had some monster kids and they had some really, really good talent um, at the skill positions. And, you know, they're, they're a team that's very dangerous, you know, and um, we look at that as, as a great challenge and Pontiac's, you know, on the up and up and, you know, their, their facilities are getting better out there. We, we went out there and played, I, th- I think it was their homecoming game. And uh, you know, that the, the turf out there well, and field was, was like the best. Ever. I mean, it was, like bare, it had never been used. So, um, you know, I know they're going to be getting kids that, that stick around and uh, will be a, definitely a, a, a team that we can't overlook going into that week. And then um, we play Utica week nine. That was another one where, you know, we had some schools reach out really early on to try to play us or the one that asked about us about playing. It was, we couldn't do anything because we didn't know about our league. And um, I had actually been talking with, the, a Utica coach about um, about another team in their in their conference, like how they were or what they got coming back, and then we ended up determining like, hey, we both have this open. Do you want to just book it now, and then we we can be done with our schedules? Um, so they're they're a team too that you know they play in one of the tougher tougher conferences. The Mac, besides yep. the, yeah, besides the OAA, and you know they're they're bigger than us, uh, you know, numbers wise. They're Division One, which you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I'll, it, that, that game should be a good test for us. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't want to, I looked for teams that I thought we would have very good competition with and make our team better and make our kids work and not, you know, uh, not sit and be stagnant and be like, Oh, this can't, this team's going to be, you know, easy and, and anything like that. So I'm, I'm excited. We have a, a, a schedule that challenges us, you know, because nowadays, especially with the strength of schedule, you know, it, it's, you, it, you know, better, you're better off playing really good teams um, so that you, you know, even, I know there were some teams that got in at like three wins last year. I'm t- um, and we were, I think we were only like, like uh, one and a half points away from getting in <laughs> last year. So talk about that playoff format. I mean, I heard the playoff format change this year again, going more regional. Um, what are your thoughts on this? And do you think everybody should be able to make the playoffs in your mind? Um, so, you know, it, there's always the double-edged sword of, you know, 
the teams that when it was six wins and you're in automatically, like, like you knew there were teams that kind of tried to book games so they could count their six wins Mm -hmm. and get their wins and get in and think the schedule. I think, I think it, it helps uh, some teams. Like I think it helps some of the bigger schools more, Um, you know, and I came from playing a small school. Um, I didn't, to me, it was like, no one's going to play a small school because you know regardless because they're not going to get the the same amount of points and i know there were some teams that were i think division one that played a bunch of division two schools and had a better record than the team and you know they they they, the points didn't add up um regionally i mean i always look at the playoffs like no matter you when you get in like especially in our area (laughs) you always end up playing like the same schools Right. So like I, I always enjoy playing the new school and like the having a blank slate, like the kids don't have like, Oh, this kid's trash or blah, 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 whatever. Like they come in that you have to figure that out in the first series or two, you know, how good they are, what they're, what they're trying to do and, and be able to study that on film and, and equate it to game time. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it might open that up a little more uh, based on how they do the regions. I haven't seen how that exactly is going to be cut up, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to win games, you know, you got to win games and to get in the playoffs, you got to win games in the playoffs. And, and really it comes down to, are the kids hungry enough to, to stay focused and not kind of just start coasting. And uh, I've been on teams where I thought, you know, in the past where we were going to be really good and make a really deep run and, you know, kids lost focus. I've had, you know, we, we went to the state championship in 15 uh, when I was at lakes and, you know, that's a big thing we focus on staying hungry. I don't like it's going to be cold. You got to win games in, in the cold. So, um, but as far as, as um, I, I said, I think when they vote, when they, they ask, like, I, I can see both sides of it. So at the end of the day, like whatever they choose to do, like, I'm not, I, you can complain about it, but what good is it going to do? Like, I'm going to strap up, we're going to strap up and we're going to go um, and, and control what we can control. And I think that's the um, that's the right approach. You have to do that approach. Um, I got two more questions here to ask you. First, um, that experience going to Pontiac last year, um, seeing the celebration. What was your initial feelings going to Pontiac and seeing that environment? How that was? I mean, I, going to you know, my dad grew up in Pontiac, so like he went out there and you know he 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 went back or he was you know, at, uh, I think it was called Pontiac Catholic back then. Mm-hmm. And so like, he knew, you know, he knows all the streets out there and, you know, it was kind of a cool experience cause he hadn't been out there besides going to Wisner cause that's where they used to play. And, uh, just seeing the turf and seeing the excitement out and, and the community there, you know, the homecoming was, they kind of did a thing, uh, I think for Pontiac Northern Pontiac central and for the new Pontiac high school as a homecoming. So that was, you know, it was, it was pretty exciting to be there. Um, you know, I never enjoyed being at, <laughs> at games where you're, the, you're the homecoming team that you're playing against. Cause it's always a long halftime. I always joke about that, but, um, at, I mean, at the end of the day, it was exciting. We got to see you be on, I mean, I think we still have pants that have markings on them from the brand new, you know, the, the tire and stuff that's chopped up in there or whatever. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a good experience for us and, uh, you know, great facilities, you know, the coaching staff, over there is, is working their tails off. And, you know, it's always, it's always fun to do. You go. So I had, not, I had never been there and obviously not many teams have played there yet. So it was really 
really cool to go there as a coach and, you know, have that new experience. Um, talk about well, my last question before I let you go, of course. Um, um, I actually have two more questions, but um, your uniforms. I mean, like, obviously, because, you know, I'm the uniform critic and all that. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, I know under Coach Bechtel, they went to a classic Penn State look. Um, and then when you guys had you guys had your jerseys, obviously, you have, like, it's sort of, like, different. So have you ever thought about maybe changing it up a little bit to change up the uniforms a little bit? You know, you, you sound, you kind of sound like my players where they want, they want to get like the all like dark gray and all this stuff like Oregon and all these schools are doing. And, and I'm not that type. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're always, they always want the, the new, new uniforms here, there, you know, the, I, and I get the kids that, that say, well, you got to look good to play good. And I'm like, what? I, I don't totally agree with that. Um, because I think it's more of a mentality. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, the jerseys are what I think North and Farmington both got Nike jerseys. Yeah. The Nike ones when, um, when Harrison closed and all that. So like they had, I think pretty much the same Jersey like style. Um, and I, I mean, I've looked at, you know, but at the end of the day, like these, you have Nike jerseys and I always, I, I, there's still boxes <laughs> in the storage room that, from when Saroch and Bechtel, you know, kept them in there that from back when I played mm-hmm. and I show the kids like, this is what I used to play with. Like we didn't have the, the, the arms that are cut like right below the, the shoulder pad. Like I had to put elastic in my Jersey just to keep it off my elbows. Cause they would slide down so far. Um, so I'm like, be appreciative of what you have. And you know, when, when the time comes to get new jerseys, like, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll go through those. But you know, as, as far as me, like, I'm not jumping to, to say, hey, we need to get new jerseys right this second. You the know, helmets? You know what I mean? What about your helmets? They're white. I know that. <laughs> yeah. The, the helmet. I mean, I had we had we had navy blue ones when I was playing. Um the white ones are nice because um, you know, they at the end of the day, I think North has white helmets. I yeah. think a lot of schools in the area um or more are kind of going to white helmets. Um and our middle schools actually use white helmets. So like we're we're actually able to, you know, I don't, I mean, helmet shortage is still a real thing right now. Like we, we last year, we had to get a couple helmets from the middle school to fit some of our kids because we didn't have enough. Um, and you couldn't order them and you can't order them until like we had to order new ones this year and we had to order them in like December or January. And we just got them a couple of weeks ago. So um, at the end of the day, I, like I said, we, we got the new decals last year and we're going to keep those. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to say, Hey, let's spend all the money in the world to do X, Y, and Z on uniforms and helmets. But you know, that's oftentimes above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said, with helmets, I mean, the white, whether it's white, blue, or, you know, Navy blue or gray or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's, you know, I, I look at it more as what, what kind of safety does it have for you? I'm like <laughs> the helmets now, like between the, the, the speed flexes and you know whatever what other other brands there are you know i didn't i never had a uh, a speed helmet until i was like a senior in college so i was like you guys should be you know thankful that you have such nice equipment regardless of what color it is because we uh the helmets i had back in the day were felt like rocks when i after i put on one of these ones before i let you go um what are your what are your expectations this year coach um before i let you go um coming in for Farmington football this season? 
you know, I expect our kids to compete. I expect our kids to, to want, you know, to, to put in the work. And that's something that I've stressed and you don't get anything handed to you, you know, on the field or in life. And um, I've always said, like, you only get it through dedication, determination, hard work. And uh, I think a lot of our kids have done that and taken that to heart through the off season, through the summer. Um, and I, I'm banking on them to carry that on through, through the season. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not real big on saying, Hey, we're going to win this amount of games, but I, I, you know, I think with our, uh, our coaching staff, you know, kind of being more of a, you know, unit, um, having a year under our belts together and, um, being able to have our kids understand expectations and everything like that. I think our, our season, you know, hopefully my goal is to have our kids, you know, obviously we want to win more than last year. Mm -hmm. Um, we want to get in the playoffs. We want to make a run. Um, so I think, you know, just keeping our, our, uh, ourselves focused and, and making sure we are doing everything through our, our effort and, and attitude to, um, to be the best team we can be. You have a model this year, you know, uh, we put on our, on our shirts, we put win as one, mm-hmm. um, because I told them, you know, looking back even last year, like, you know, we have, we had a lot of, I, we had a lot of talent and I told our kids that. You know, but we, a lot of individual talent doesn't win games. You know, we have to play as one. We have to win. We win as one. We lose as one. It's not one kid does this and it's going to lose a game. Um, but we have to play as one. You know, the 11 guys in the field, the guys who aren't on the field at the time, like, I mean, at the end of the day, our kids are helping. Our, our, our returning kids are helping those that are new or the young guys. You know, they're coaching them up. And it's not just about just the varsity. It's about our our JV and freshman kids who um, are coming in and being able to help them and, and kind of learn to be better men and lead them through, you know, what, you know, everything that we're doing. Um, and I think at the end of the day, I think, you know, you, you win, you win as one and our, our kids are kind of seeing the the point of that. So that's kind of what we, what I kind of threw together this year. <laughs> <laughs> Fire music coach, Jason Albright. God, thank you for um, joining us on the podcast this week. Um, Wish you guys best of luck, and I will see you at Media Day. All right. Sounds good. I appreciate it, Sammy. Take care. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. Farmington coach Jason Albright here um, on the podcast. Um, had a really, really um, talking about the Farmington Falcons heading into the year. Um, a lot of expectations with them, especially with what happened um, last season, starting off 0-5, and then turning the season around of winning Four straight. Um, let's see what happens this year with Farmington football coming up this season. Um, again, a lot of expectations this year for them. Um, let's go now from football. Um, let's go to basketball a little bit here. I did, I did want to talk about, of course, breaking down the districts, obviously, for um, for girls and boys basketball. Of course, um, I did mention some of it last week. Um course um when you look at the districts um we're gonna go girls first obviously i'm gonna break these districts down um more in the depth obviously um when you look at the first district we're gonna talk obviously you got district four it's at lapeer you got oxford grand blank lapeer davison and holly um when you look at this district here um obviously you know i was kind of surprised when the mha did this a couple weeks ago was released um put oxford back north here um with grand blank lapeer and davison they brought holly north um 
of course, Holly has had some struggles in the past. Um, I think they're going to, they got some experience coming back. So I'm curious to see what Holly has. Um, Davison, you know, when you look at them, I mean, like they had a good year last year under first year coach, um, under first year coach, um, um, goodness gracious here, my notes here. Um, but, um, Davison, I think is going to be a team in the mix. Um, Grand Blank, obviously, they do return two very good, talented players, um, obviously, and I'm Jada McCray, and, um, you know, they did lose Taylor Thompson a year ago, um, but they do got two very good players, so, in Oxford, we know what they've got back, so, you know, for Oxford, I know people say, well, for the Wildcats, this is a tough district for them, sure it is, but I think they got a chance in this district because of the experience. Um, if they can get their, if they can address their depth on the bench, I mean, like, I think if they can do that, I think Oxford could be a team that could give Grand Blank problems. And I think they will give them problems, you know? I mean, I, I'm curious to see how, I mean, like, Oxford does know Lapierre's court pretty well. So I, I think Oxford's got a great chance to win this district. Um, district five at Rochester, you got Rochester, Adams, Stony Creek, um, Romeo, Nitika, Eisenhower. Um, I have seen the all these teams play. Um, um, uh, Stony Creek, I think, is going to be really good. Um, I really like what Coach Kellen James has. Um, Rochester, we know they're going to be very good. They got a lot of experience back, um, especially when you have players like Kylie Robinson, Alice Mack back. Um, Adams, I'm not real trustworthy of them right now. I'm, I'm just not real trustworthy of the Highlanders right now. I, I just, when I look at Adams, this is a team that's really got some questions. Um, really curious to see what happens with them. Um, Utica Eisenhower, I've seen them play. Um, the Eagles, they got a lot of experience back. Um, I think they're going to be a team to watch. Um, I'm really high on the Eagles um, this year. I think they're a sleeper in that district. I really do. Romeo, you know, they got a new coach. Um, curious to see who it was going to be. I mean, they haven't named one as of yet. So, I mean, really surprised Coach Kathy Bullshear stepped down. Um, but I'm really curious to see what happens going forward for Utica Eisenhower um, in that district. Um, district 6, I mean, Adams, I'm not trustworthy of them. So, we'll see what happens there. I mean, interesting district, say the least. Um, District 6 at Clarkson, Clarkson, Lake Orion, Pontiac, Waterford, Kettering, Waterford, Mott. Um, I, I see this being a Dragon Wolves district final. Um, I think it's going to be. I think both teams are going to be very good. Um, so I'm very curious to see what happens there. Who could give the Dragons and the Wolves problems? That'll be very interesting to watch. Um, District 7 at Lakeland. You got West Bloomfield. Um... Lakeland, Wall Lake Northern, Wall Lake Central, Wall Lake Western. This is a tougher district than people think. I mean, West Bloomfield obviously returns four very good players in both Davis Sisters and Hendrick Sisters. Um, Wall Lake Northern, I think, has got a lot of experience coming back along with Wall Lake Central and Wall Lake Northern and Wall Lake Western. Um, Lakeland lost a lot of talent. They're going to be very young this year. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Um... District 25 at Berkeley. You got Berkeley, Oak Park, Royal Oak, Detroit Renaissance, Detroit Mumford. Detroit Renaissance, Detroit Mumford. I mean, I know they're going to be motivated to what happened last year um, in the district final when they lost to Berkeley. Um, Berkeley, yes, they lose Ashley Loon, but 
I think they're going to be good. Again, I really am high on this team. Um, Detroit Bumpers always going to be a team to watch. They're a dark horse team. Um, and then, of course, you have Roy Oak, obviously defense first team. Um, under Coach Brian Zapata, Oak Park, hoping to get some offense this year under Coach until Corson. Um, if she can find some offense there, I think, you know, I think the Knights will be better than what they're what they were last year. So here's see what happens there in that district there. Um, district 26 at North Farmington. You got North Farmington, Farmington, A&T, Farm Tills, Mercy, Troy Henry Ford, and Livonia Stevenson. Um, this should be, in my opinion, a district final between Farm Tills, Mercy, and North Farmington. I think both those teams have got really good teams coming back. Um, I think Farmington's a sleeper. Keep an eye on Livonia Stevenson. I think they're going to be a team to watch for. Um, I'm really high on them, so I'm curious to see what happens going forward there. Um, district number, um, District 27 at Birmingham Marion. You got um, Grove, Seahome, Bloomfield Hills, Troy, Birmingham Marion. Curious to see how Troy does in this district because w- Troy last year was a state quarterfinalist team. They ended up falling to, um, they ended up losing to West Bloomfield in the quarterfinal. Um, really curious to see how the Lakers do this year. Really, really am curious. I mean, West Bloomfield's a team I think could be, could do really well this year. I'm really, I think they could be. I mean, I think the Lakers, you know, I think, I think, you know, I think, I know Birmingham Marion's got a new coach in Michelle Lindsay. Um, Troy lost a lot of talent last year. Um, Groves, obviously, Caitlin Sanders back. Um, Seaholm's got a lot of experience back. This is the capabilities being a really interesting district. I, I'm really curious to see what happens going forward here in this district. So something to really keep an eye on. I mean, Birmingham Marion, new coach, Michelle Lindsay, features a really talented player, Mackenzie Swanson. Um, I'm really curious to see what happens going forward with this team. Um, I'm really, really high on them. So we'll see what happens in this district here. Um, District 28 at Avondale, you got Avondale, Troy, Athens, Sterling Heights, Stevenson, Utica, and Utica Ford. Um, this is an interesting district. I mean, you look at, obviously, Troy, Athens, um, and Avondale, both teams, you know, I think Athens is, Athens looks solid. Um, Avondale lost a lot of talent from a year ago. Sterling Heights, Stevenson had a really good year under Coach Vance Kirkwood. Um, I think they're the favorite right now, but Utica's always well coached at Tom McDonald. Um, Utica Ford's always well coached as well, so I'm really curious to see how the districts go and everything. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to go, um, you know, that district over there at Avondale. Now, Avondale does have home court, which is a huge deal, um, but I'm really curious to see how, you know, like a Sterling Heights-Stevenson, Utica Ford, and Utica really play, especially having to travel into Oakland County. So I'm really curious to see what happens there in that district. Um, District 30, it's at Gross Point North. You got Gross Point North, Gross Point South, Sinclair Shores, Lakeview, Roseville, and Harper Woods. Um, if you're Coach Paul Allen, I don't know what to say because you got two teams that made the regional last year that are in your district. Um, then you have Roseville, who's a sleeper. Um, Gross Point South is a traditional power. Um, so... You think about this. If you're Harper Woods, wouldn't you have to toughen up your non-conference? I think you know. I think if you, I think you do, because 
It's going to be a tough chore, I think, for the Pioneers in this district. It's going to be really tough, considering Grosse Point North got a lot back. Um, you got St. Clair Shores Lakeview. They're always a solid team. Um, so I'm curious to see how it'll go. I'm very curious to see how things will go. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, for Harper Woods, it's going to be very, very difficult, to say the least. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um... District 58 at Hazel Park, you got Ferndale, Ferndale University, Hazel Park, Warren Lincoln, Warren Fitzgerald. Um, I think this is a good chance here for Ferndale. I mean, like, universities, you do some damage. Um, I think them in Hazel Park is going to be really competitive. Um, really curious to see what happens here. Um, both, both teams look really good. Um, I think they're going to be solid. So... It's a good district to see what happens. Keep an eye on. Um, really curious to see what happens here in that district. So those are the girls' districts here. Um, now we're going to go to the boys here. Obviously, when you look at the boys' side of things, really not a lot of changes. Um, district 6 at Clarkston, it's the same as last year. you got Clarkston, Pontiac, Avondale, Kettering, and Mott. Um, lot likely this is going to be a Clarkston versus Waterford-Mott rematch. Um, I am very curious to see what happens in that matchup. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there in that game. Um, Avondale, I've seen Avondale in the summer leagues. They look really good. Um, I think they're a sleeper in that district. Um, but in all reality, you got to look at Clarkson, Waterford, Clarkson's got home court. Um, those are the two teams that really stand out in that district. So, really curious to see what happens there. Um, but last season, Water Vermont got the top seed in home court, fell to Clarkston District Final. Um, Clarkston, could it happen? Could it happen in reverse this year? I don't know, but we'll see what happens there in that district. Um, district 5 is the same as last year at Utica Eisenhower. You got Lake Orion, Stony Creek, Rochester, Adams, Romeo, Utica Eisenhower. Utica Eisenhower is favoring this district because of the who they got back. Um, Lake Orion's a sleeper. Um... But um, Stony Creek, new coach, and Jeff Owen. Um, you got Rochester's goal. He's going to be getting a coach, um, Nick Abola. I mean, Adams, we know what they got under Jared Thomas. And Brady Prescorn's a really talented player. Um, Lake Orion obviously lost all in the written Malachi Granberry, but you got Blake Liddell. You got you got um, DJ Morrow. Um, Nate Havrilla coming back. That's a big deal for Coach Jose Andradas. Um, so this is going to be a very competitive district. I think that district over there is going to be very competitive. So we'll see what happens there in that district. Um, interesting to be at Utica Eisenhower, so we'll see what happens there. Um, region, District 4, Grand Blank. You got Oxford, Grand Blank, Davison, Lapeer, Flint, Kersley. Um, virtually the same as last year. Um, Grand Blank's a favorite um, because of, obviously, we turned some very key players. R.J. Taylor, um... You know, it's one of them. Of course, they got a new coach and Tory Jackson taking over there. Um, Davison has really improved this season. Um, I think Davison's a team to really watch for. Um, Lapeer, they got Owen Boyle, Masterowski, Alex Wells, Matthew Smith coming back. Then there's Oxford. Obviously, when you look at the Wildcats, um, you know, look at what um, Jake Champagne has really done this summer. He's been on a tear for the Wildcats. Um, I, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. I think Oxford's a sleeper. 
So I'm very curious to see what happens with the Wildcats this season. Um, District 25 at Berkeley. You got Berkeley, Royal Oak, Oak Park, Detroit, Ron Science, Trenton, Purdue, D. Jesuit. It's the same as last year. Um, obviously, Sonny Wilson there at UD Jesuit. Um, I think he's the he's going to be a really easy player on the spot this year, I think. Um, Berkeley's an interesting team. Royal Oak, I think, is going to be another interesting team. Oak Park, we know they're a good team. They've been the district final, made it last year. Um, Detroit Renaissance is always going to be solid. Um, Detroit Mumford's an interesting team. So I'm really curious to see what happens there. I mean, like, I think it's going to be... It's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, tough district, to say the least, for Berkeley. Um, beat the host school, so we'll see what happens there. Um, district number 26 at North Farmington. You got North Farmington, Farmington, A&T, Henry Ford, and Livonia Stevenson. I talked to um, Sean Cotter about this the other day. Um he said that, you know, North looked really good, and they're going to be very good, but Detroit Henry Ford will be their toughest challenger. I think they're going to be um, in this district. Lavoni Stevenson may be a sleeper in this district. I mean, Farmington should be okay. A&T, they still don't have a coach yet. I'm very curious to see what, who they um, go with. Um, I know it's down to three candidates over there at Southfield right now. Um, so it's something to really keep an eye on there. Um, District 27 at Bloomfield Hills. You got, it's the same as last year. Bloomfield Hills, Grove, Seahome, West Bloomfield, Brother Rice, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's. Um, can Bloomfield Hills, um, find a way, or West Bloomfield find a way against the Catholic League? Um, Groves, I know, will be interesting to keep an eye on. Seahome's always scrappy. But Bloomfield Hills, obviously, I think it's a wild card in this district because of, yes, they got a new coach, um, for, for, and Brian Canfield, they got Noah Adamchich, um, DJ Lee, um, you know, they and Orchard Lake St. Mary's, proven young talent, obviously. It starts and ends with Trey McKinney for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, Berman Brother Rice, well-coached team. I mean, like, I know Ricky Palmer very well. They got Curtis Williams on that team back. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there in that district. Um, it's a tough district. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there in that district. Um, district 28 at, Levo at Sterling Heights-Stevenson, you got Troy, Troy-Athens, Sterling Heights-Stevenson, Utica, Ford, and Utica. If you're Troy, you like this district because I think the Colts got a great chance to do very well in this district. Athens looks solid. Um, Sterling Heights-Stevenson being the whole school, I think they're going to be a team to watch this year. Really high on them. I'm um, really curious to see what happens going forward there in that district. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm curious to see how Zach Penoza does this season and also in that district. So really curious to see what happens there in that district at Sterling Heights Stevenson. Um, district 59, this is at, um, it hasn't been announced yet where this district will be at, but you got Ferndale, Ferndale University, Hazel Park, Detroit Lincoln King Academy, and Detroit Old Redford. It's a really difficult district, to say the least, obviously. Um, Detroit Lincoln King Academy is really good. They got a lot of experience back. Um, Ferndale is always solid. Um, really good team. Um, I think the Eagles could be, uh, Ferndale University is a sleeper. I think the, I think Ferndale University could be a team to watch for this year. I'm really, really curious to see what happens with them this year. Really, really high on them. I think Ferndale University could be a, um, 
a good team. I'm really curious to see what happens. This is a tough district, to say the least, and it's going to be a tough district. I mean, Ferndale has made the um, regional semifinals last two years. Um, so, and they do they did lose Trey Lewis and um, Jason Drake last year, but I think you know nobody knows. You know what I mean? What Ferndale has, they got a lot of other experience back. So Coach Juan Rickman's going to say basically like, you know, we're just not a two-man team. We have more than a team here. So I think if you're Ferndale, you know, use this as, you know, a perfect motivation for you. I mean, it's a tougher district. Lincoln King Academy, obviously, they got, they want, I mean, they're a solid program. Detroit or Redford, they won 11 games last season. Ferndale University is not becoming team. So, you know, under Coach Josh Nix. So, really curious to see what happens in this district here. And then last but not least, got District 30 at Gross Point North. We got Gross Point North, Gross Point South, Roseville, Sinclair Shores, Lakeview, and Harper Woods. Um, Roseville stands out as a favorite. They got a lot of experience coming back. Um, I mean, you have four teams that won at least 10 games last season. So, it's going to be very interesting. If you're Harper Woods... Um, you know, you got experience back. Well, coaching her Tawan Porter, um, but you know, going up from Division Two to Division One, and as mentioned this earlier in the couple weeks ago in the girls' side, it's going to be a challenge for them. I mean, I think when you make them move up from Division Two to Division One, it's going to be very difficult. I mean, you're not seeing teams like Harperwood, Chandler Park Academy. Um, or um, St. Clair Shore, South Lake, you're not seeing those type of teams. Um, now you're seeing teams like Rose Point North, Rose Point South, um, Roseville, Hamtramck. Um, you know, you're seeing some of those teams. I mean, like, and that's not easy for Harper Woods. So I'm very curious to see how Harper Woods handles the, the, um, the move up from Division Two to Division One. I. I mean, I'm also very curious to see in football, how they handle the move up from Division Two to Division One, so I'm very curious to see what happens there going forward. So, I think with Harper Woods, I mean, like it's going to be really interesting for them going forward. Um, really curious to see how the Pioneers respond this season, um, handling adversity, um, going up a division, um, having an enrollment hike, obviously. But it's going to have to be a challenge for Harper Woods. I mean, like, you know, I'm curious to see how they do. Um, and, of course, you know, you're playing a lot of Division One schools, you know, in the OA anyway. So, you know, this is going to be, this is nothing new for them. I mean, like, so really curious to see what happens with Harper Woods going forward there. Um, for signing out here, I'd like to thank um, Farm Coach Jason Albrecht for being on the podcast this week. Um, talking to Farm to Falcons. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. Um, of course, we got the um, dead period is now now done. Uh, Mary's back. I'm getting ready. Um, getting ready for the upcoming fall seasons. Obviously, of course, we talked the volleyball districts last week. Um, all the districts um, are on my blog at Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com. If you want to take a look at them, I've also put them on the ON TV blog as well. If you want to take a look at them. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward. Of course, um, we're in the dog days of summer right now. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, next week, we hope to have a, um, another football coach join us for the pod next week. So we'll see what happens going forward. All right, everybody, I'm signing off here. I'm Sammy Tremaine here signing off. Take care. God bless. And I will see you all next week, everybody. Take care and see you next week. See you later.